Welcome to Connect to Joy. Your host, Carol DeShane, is an intuitive spiritual guide for practical matters and Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner. Her quest is to help you realize new possibilities, discover and release what holds you back, and enable you to manifest an inspired life filled with joy. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here's your host, Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Last week, I had a conversation with David Hennessy, and the show went so long, we had such a great time talking that I split the podcast in half so that you can hear the rest of it right now. If you haven't heard part one, by all means, go back and listen to it. It was really fun, and there was a lot of really great information in it. Let me again introduce David Hennessy. 21 years ago, he created a holistic personal development program called The Wonder Technique that has continued to evolve over the years. David has presented The Wonder Technique at hundreds of workshops and seminars and to over 7,000 people in person. His formal training is in psychology and nutrition, and he has traveled to over 20 countries and lived in three long term. His goal is to give the fundamental tools of personal development to everyone on the planet and to simplify it so that it doesn't seem quite so hard and isn't that wonderful. So here we are in the middle of our conversation where we just started talking about life purpose. You asked me a little bit before the podcast about purpose and that. And in a positive way, I am obsessed with my work. And I can't get away from it. Like It keeps on showing up, the need for what I share. Everybody has a purpose. And when you really kind of are on track with what you're doing, you, it's like you're, you're obsessed with it in a positive way. It's, for example, when I say to people, like one of the ebooks I wrote, and, and there's information about it online, is that how to find and follow your purpose. And once again, for David's brain to remember stuff, I use words to remember, but I use words that have meaning. Like wonder is a word that has a meaning. The word purpose, I use that, the actual word itself, to remind me what people can use to remember that when they're on purpose. For example, the first letter, P is perpetual dreams. Whatever we dream about consistently at all the time and love to think about is a doorway, a key to understanding what is our purpose in life, what we're kind of obsessed with. You, the second one, you're, I, I use the phrase, you're unrestricted by time. When you don't have a boundary of time on your life, what do you like to do? What do you like to learn about? And your parents used to say, you know, come for dinner and you're just out of it. You're not even paying any attention because you're, you've no sense of time. And that could be somebody who's an artist, a dancer, an engineer, it doesn't matter. But you really love what you're doing. You don't consider it work. You consider it part of who you are. And I think that's something we talked about indirectly before a little bit, Carl, is that sometimes we're afraid of doing the things that we really love to do because we have a bunch of criteria that we've taken from outside of us that say, well, you should do X, Y, Z. And if that's not the right path for you, you're going to be forever searching. Because I think that most of us know from a very young age, as Simon Sinek would say, what our why is. But we kind of push it away and then we cover it. Sometimes I think people think their why is what they do for a living, and that doesn't have mm -hmm. to be the case. Because my why is to heal and inspire other people, but it has yeah. nothing to do with well, I was a paralegal for years. That's, mm -hmm. you know, it's nothing to do with that. But it's something that was always underlying what I wanted to do, but it didn't mean I ever wanted to be near blood or medical things. Yeah. Thank God somebody wants to do that, but it isn't going to mm -hmm. be me. <laughs> Yeah. And, but it was some way that, I mean, I knew what it was, but I didn't know how to make it happen. Let's put it that mm -hmm. way. And mm -hmm. whenever I, I work with my clients where they go, you mean that's it? 
that's my purpose? Yeah. Well, I kind of knew that already, that exactly. that's what I wanted to do, but that's exactly. that simple. And it's like, well, it's not how you do it. It's what it is. Why? Mm-hmm. What's your why? And not how. How you mm-hmm. figure out later. And you can do your how in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I know there's especially, I don't know if it's just mostly men. Maybe now there's more women that do that. But women find a way to do their purpose in numerous different ways so that if they give up their job because they're forced to retire, they don't die right away because their why is gone. Yes. They know they can do it in other ways. And so many men like firefighters and people that are in the helping profession say, I have to retire. I'm not me anymore. There's, I'm nothing. No, you idiot. Get out there and find another way to act your why out. You still have your why. You didn't give that up. You just gave up the stupid job that they forced you to give up. The job yeah. you love, yes. Find another way to act out your why. Yes, because they've lost the meaning of, the, of their life, their, what right. their purpose is. I mean, it's all tied together. People say, what's the meaning of life? Well, it depends on the person, what makes them jump out of bed. I mean, again, you're going to say, but David, this is so simple. And people will probably listen and say, it's so simple. And I actually do believe it is that simple. You know, like when it comes to relationships, if you don't have communication with your partner, you have nothing, period. And that's where it, it's right downhill from there. And it's not like, will I start communicating tomorrow? No, it's about starting communicating right from the very beginning and continuing it onwards. Because you can work through stuff if you can communicate. Mm-hmm. But if you cannot communicate, you'll never get anywhere. Yeah, it's, it's really valuable what you're saying. People have said it before many times. The people you spend time with is extraordinarily important. Yep. And I, I have a little bit of kind of a metering system, and I don't know where I got it from. But when I spend time in conversation with somebody, conversation to me is always like a two-way street and after that conversation with a friend i feel better i feel more energized i know that was that's the right people to be around now if i spend time with somebody and after i spend time with them i feel drained your body everything's telling you this is not really someone you need to spend a lot of time with. sometimes we have to spend time with people that are close proximity to us family that it's challenging but you know you have to have a boundary you have to have a framework on that And sometimes you spend time with people where it's kind of neutral. But it's really important to think about where do I connect to the joy? Again, your your, your podcast, when I'm with the people. And spend more time in that zone. Now, that's with people. Maybe it's an activity where it is walking, dancing, swimming, whatever it is. You put yourself in that place. And as a minimum, life can be very full. Is make sure that every day you take the time to do something that you really love to do. And I do my best, for example, every day to make sure that I reach out and have a minimum a phone conversation with a friend if I can't see them in person. Because that's about reconnecting to the world. So especially with people working from home, there's a lot of people that have and now may remain working from home. They can feel quite isolated. You're just talking to people that you may necessarily, not necessarily have great contact with if it's work and you're prospecting or whatever. But the people that are really important to you, always take the time to spend some time connecting with them even if it's for a couple of minutes. It's funny, I had somebody who was constantly just draining my energy. In a regular conversation, you want to be able to have the back and forth sort of thing because then you do feel, usually, not always, it just depends on the person. But I did find that I was thinking, how do I not be this person's friend anymore? Because I really don't know how to go about letting go. And I felt like I didn't know how to do it without hurting somebody's feelings, how to let go of this person as a friend. And I thought, well, we'll wait and see. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I must have said something to the universe because I was cut off and nasty text. And I went, what did I do? And why did this happen? And I thought that was like somebody taking me totally wrong. And I thought, hmm. But a friend would have said, well, what do you mean by that? 
Exactly. Had the good communication. But then when she cut me off, I went, well, wait a minute. And I thought, okay, Carol, step back. Because you wanted to not be this person's friend. The universe said, hey, so if somebody breaks up with you, so to speak, and you didn't want them in your life anyway, say thank you after you have the initial reaction of, wait, I was supposed to be the one to do this. <laughs> I was supposed to take a step back. How dare them not want me as a friend when I was the one doing all the giving? So it's like, yes. it's okay. That's the universe helping you out and going, you don't have to do this anymore. You said you didn't want to. I fixed it for you. So shut up and just go with the flow. <laughs> that was my so, reaction. <laughs> this is a great story. I hope everybody who's listening rewinds and listens to that because we've all seen that in our lives where there's something we want to be friend that's it's no longer a friend. Like for friendships end. There is things that happen. Marriages, relationships, things end. And sometimes we just won't let them go and the little bit of wisdom that I have, I've learned to realize that, you know what, when I release something, when when a friendship is over, I'm helping the other person as well as myself. Like we all think about sometimes because when, for example, maybe you, I, I love your feedback on this, is that, for example, in, in a marriage or a couple, when their people are together and you think, well, okay, well, what about that person though? If I break up with them, you know, they're not going to be able to manage it, et cetera, et cetera. But however, when you let the relationship go because it's not working anymore, you're able to work on your stuff and, and deal with your life, but you're also giving that other person an opportunity as well. It's like they, they can go off, they feel free as well. You're helping both sides. And if you can look at it that way, sometimes it makes it a little bit easier because you're doing them a favor as well as yourself. So you can feel, okay, it's all right for me to let this go. Does that make any sense? It does, because I know that in my divorce, he had hmm. dreams he wanted to do, which would have hindered the marriage. Okay. And he went forward and did his dreams. It was my choice. I was the one that brought it up. But he got a chance to do all sorts of things he had always wanted to do in his life because he went off and found what he loved and what he wanted to do by letting him go, even though maybe in the short run he felt horrible. But yeah. I still wanted to allow both of us to be free to be who we needed to be. Yes. And I know I had a girlfriend who also said, but but he needs me. How can I go through a divorce? How can I do this to him? And I went, well... Do you think he'll be okay without you? I don't know because I do all this. I said, well, if he needs somebody else, he'll find somebody else who will help him, who'll step in. And the funniest thing was that she left him. She did what she needed to do. The person he found had the same first name as her. Wow. <laughs> it was like he had a replacement. So yeah. it was pretty funny because I went, really? Okay, so see, you didn't have to worry about him because the universe provided him with what he needed, yes. which was another person with the same name who would do the same kind of stuff for him. Yeah. Our lives are all filled with those amazing stories. And what I hear as we talk in, in this conversation, Carl, is how things are so similar in the world. Like we go through similar struggles and sometimes they're never identical. But when we converse with people, we find that, yes, we all go through some of these struggles, whether it's relationships and the understanding of life and what we need to do. It's uh, really interesting what you're sharing. Thank you. It's funny because I was looking at the questions I asked at the beginning so that people would know what, where we're headed. And I'm going, well, we kind of have gone around in circles to a certain extent. And yet we've, I think we've given them a lot of information and a lot of really good stuff, <laughs> yes. for lack of a better word. But I really would like to go back over the wonder technique one more time, just so that yes, I, I remember the, what the anachronism, is that the right word? I want to say anachronism. It's, an, that it's, right. it's an acronym. Yes. Acronym. I knew I yes. had too many syllables in there. I want them to be able to remember that because yeah. it's really helpful and I want you to repeat that for them. I will do that with pleasure. Okay. So, yeah, it's, I've been sharing it with a lot of people and people can note it down. And So it's the word wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R. Mm -hmm. W is for water. 
O is for outside. N is for no worries. D is for delicious, nutritious foods. E is for exercise. And O is for rest and regeneration. I wanted to stop for a moment on the food. Yes. Because I found that people who think they are spiritual, and this is just from my point of view, think they have to be a vegan because they Mm -hmm. can't eat critters. It'll pollute their system. Mm -hmm. But I find that a lot of time we need animal protein to heal our bodies because there's certain things in animal protein and not everybody would agree with that. So all I say is listen to your body and then eat the healthiest choice of what it is. And they have some great, I mean, I have protein that I have like with the Beyond Burger and and the Impossible Burger. And I don't know if you... Okay, no, I didn't know that it was France, worldwide. But I know what you mean. I know okay. what you mean. There yes. are soy and vegetable and all sorts of other things put together, but they taste so good. They taste almost exactly like beef to me. Yes. yes. So it's not an issue for me anymore which way I want to go. But when my body said, I'm having issues with my knee because of having been a dancer for so long and the knee's going, uh, you're going to fall on the ground now because I'm in pain. I tried to add a little bit of chicken back in and all of a sudden my knee felt better. And I was like, is that connected? But I want free-range, non-caged chickens to eat so that at least they had joy when they were alive. And then I thank the chicken. Say, thank you so much. I really appreciate this nutrition. And it seemed like I just can't feel guilty for eating things that maybe I think I shouldn't be doing. Allow your body to dictate rather than your what I should, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Well, I'm I'm going to be a little bit controversial here, what I'm going to say. I'm going to share a story first and then be controversial. (laughs) Well, maybe it's not. But I remember years ago when I lived in Vancouver, I met a lady who had spent some time with the current Dalai Lama. And she was totally shocked because he wasn't a strict vegetarian. And she asked him what's going on. And and he told her at that time, and this has been in the 90s, I don't know know how he eats now, but... He said that everything that I eat, I respect and I'm grateful for. Everything has a consciousness. And I say, this is the controversial thing is, is that don't make a judgment on how people eat. But when you pull an apple off the tree, you stop it growing. As much as when you're taking an animal and you're eating the animal, whatever it is, you take away their life the same way. If you believe everything's connected, that depends on how you look at it. This is a very touchy subject for a lot of people, and people may not like what I'm saying. But it's a matter of looking at everything and being grateful again for everything, and then choosing a diet that works for you, that is supporting you. And when you understand some of the stuff in terms of nutrition and that, like, for example, wild salmon is a very good source of omega-3. Omega-3 is very important for the, the, your brain, okay, and because this is a particular oil that actually doesn't increase inflammation. It reduces inflammation. You don't want inflammation in your brain. And if you don't have a diet that has omega-3 in it, it's going to hurt you. And most people, what happens is they have a diet that's very high in omega-6, okay, O6, and that's inflammatory. Now, you need a balance, not to get too much into the into the science of this, you need a balance between omega-3 and omega-6 in your body. And most people have way too much of inflammatory oils as against anti-inflammatory things. You have to create that balance through what you're eating and pay attention. It can be actually very simple, much more simpler than people make it. And the one thing that I will share related to diet, if I may, and I'm not a doctor and don't pretend to be one, but what I've learned since I started the Wonder Technique, it's not just the quality of food that you eat and the quantity, but the timing, which has come up a lot more now, how frequently you eat, because your body does need to rest. Like we need to rest. We talked a little bit earlier about silence and being in, in the music, like in the noise. When you look at music, there's gaps between the notes. Otherwise, it would just be noise. 
I like to share that. So and our bodies to actually be able to rebuild themselves to be in an anabolic state, they need to not be in a catabolic state, breaking food down all the time. So if we're eating all the time, you're not giving your body the time to rest and work on things. So this is one of the leg in the door for people that actually, when they find that their bodies feel so much better and they have more mental clarity because they're eating less often, just for people that are listening to investigate that, talk to your doctor, your medical practitioner, look at the idea because it's amazing the difference it can be when you actually change the pattern of regularity of when you eat. Well, and my doctor, when I asked her, she said, well, if you want to lose 20 pounds, this is what you need to do. She said, don't worry about when you eat breakfast. You don't have to have breakfast all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's when you break your fast, what do you eat? Mm -hmm. So break your fast. when If you don't want to eat first thing in the morning, bring a snack of some sort that's nutritious for you. But look at what you're eating. Don't start yes. with something that's sugar unless you want to put that, you know, wake your body up with sugar. But yeah, pay attention. Because you're going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to go up and it's going to go down. You're going to crash and you're going to feel that. I'm fortunate. I sense that in my body. Like I pay attention to it. It's kind of a game for me to notice. How do I feel? So now it's, it's the habit. I, I am aware of what my body functions mm -hmm. on and how it is. And I'm being a little vague intentionally because I don't want people to say, oh, that's what works for David, what it does. Which people can be amazed with how when they eat the right food at the right time and they pay attention, you can change things. Because so many people have many different opinions. But what you want to do is get into the science, look at that, listen to the doctors, talk to your own doctor. If you're not willing to listen, find another doctor. You know, because your doctor should be able to, to chat over things with you. But it's amazing. It's really amazing. You just touched on that briefly about food, but it's important. And I mentioned delicious, nutritious, right? Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, like I don't drink green tea, even though it can be really good. But I, I enjoy other ways to nourish my body by paying attention to what I, I like to eat and the timing as to what I eat. I wanted to get into the personal development thing because we're talking about it not being complicated. Yes. And I wondered if you can expand on that a little bit, because I know that you had mentioned or, or I read somewhere in your website or something that there was a secret about personal development and how you can not keep, make it so complicated, maybe. And I know we kind of covered some of that, but I thought maybe mm -hmm. we could speak specifically about it now. Okay. Uh, I like to use the term that's actually one of the titles of the e-books I wrote was called The Secret is in the Simplicity. When you want to make changes in your life, and you've actually talked a little bit about this already mm -hmm. in this. You do it step by step, and you build on it over time. And you have to make a conscious decision that you're doing something in personal development that you are really motivated to do. You have to find the internal motivation, not the external motivation. Personal example on my side, when I moved to France, I didn't speak a word of French. My motivation came because I couldn't understand my children because they were speaking in French together. Now, that was a disaster for me. It was like, how horrible is it? When the children are chatting away amongst them, and I couldn't understand them because my mom speaks French and I, well, now I speak French, but at that time I didn't. That was the motivation I needed to tilt me over to being willing to converse and work on the language with other people. So you have to find the motivation, whatever it is in your life. Key is motivation for personal development. People don't make changes because as Ken Blanchard, as you mentioned earlier on, said they're interested, but they're not committed. And once you find that you want to make a change in your life, no, no matter what it is, you have to make it really easy and you have to keep track of yourself. It's so, it's really, this is where it gets simple. If you want to do, go for a walk each day or you want to do X, Y, Z each day, literally, I, and I really believe it's not so much on a phone and nothing against phones. I have a, a smartphone, but 
take a piece of paper, like a calendar, like, you know, the old calendars that we have on the wall. And every day that you, you actually achieve that, you put an X on it. And there's something to do with it when we're using our hands and writing stuff down. This is why, like, for example, I mentioned in the morning and the night when I do reframing the day, I use a pen and I write it because there's a connection. You're writing the words. You're imprinting them on your brain. So when you want to make a habit in your life, really, you need to actually take the action and have yourself see that you're making those actions. Mm. You see them build up over time. Because if you don't keep track of yourself, it's kind of like that what isn't managed doesn't happen, right? You have to do that because if you don't, you think you're making changes. It's like the person who, who's trying to you know, build muscle, lose weight, and they don't measure themselves. So they think, well, I'm not losing weight, but in fact, they're building muscle at the same time as they're losing fat. So they think there's no change, but in fact, they've replaced fat with muscle. You need to measure originally before you do something. You have to create a foundation, and then you put a plan of action in. Something I didn't mention yet, there's a, in one of the free ebooks that I have that's part of the package I talked, said that I would give all your listeners, there's the idea of being an eternal student. This is a big problem for people in personal development. They're constantly, constantly looking at podcasts, going to seminars, reading books. They're learning lots of stuff, but they're not taking action. That's their they action. Have, they're just yes. listening. They're just, yeah, that's their action. They're just listening. They need to take action. If, they, if somebody listening thinks, there's one thing that was said in this podcast. I think that could help me take that one action, one solitary action, work on it, see if it helps you. If it doesn't, reject it. If it does, keep using it. And then maybe add another habit that you want to increase. One thing at a time. You don't want to try to do multiple things. And then we start to make habits. We're really good. We're habit machines, but it can be good habits and bad habits. Yeah. I do find that writing it down definitely helps, and it's nice to see when you've done something. But I also find that if I want to do it at the same time every day, I set a timer on my phone. Mm -hmm. And when it goes off, it's like, what's that for? Oh, look at the time. Oh, it's time to go do this. Great. So I stop what I'm doing, and I do it. And right now, it's just taking me to taking that calcium pill before I go to bed. But that's why I, right now, I have the timer. But I, I may end up setting a timer for one, since I'm working from home now, so that I go take that walk. Yes. So that I go meditate, do whatever I can do. This is a great idea, Carl. Uh, pardon me for interrupting, but yes, for to install a habit at first, you need to program itself in. And I will do the same sort of thing. I will engage something by a habit, like an alarm or something to remind me, and then it becomes a habit. You get it's like into your system. You know, mm -hmm. it, like you wake up, you don't need to tell yourself every day to go clean your teeth because you've made the habit. But before, you may have had to make the habit. Like there's routines that I've installed in the last couple of months, certain actions that I take each day. Okay, I make sure I used to not have a routine of stretching each time I got up in the morning. Now I do. But at first, I had to make cues for myself, ways to remind me that it, it, like something, for example, if someone wants to make a change here, you put it in your environment, okay, mm -hmm. that you see it. For example, and I learned that from a little kid. I used to forget my keys when I went out to school. So I put them in my shoes so I didn't forget them. But I've used that nowadays. I mean, everybody that, that knows me, they know so these habits are a bit strange. I use a yoga mat when I do stretches. But I see the mat every day when I wake up. It's a reminder. And now I can't forget. It's like my water bottle. The water bottle is always with me when I go outside. And if I go outside without it, it feels like I'm naked. Okay? It's, it's like, like a woman with her purse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you create the habit and it becomes embedded. And, yep. and we're great at that. But again, as I mentioned earlier, that's a good habit. And that one way of doing that is you replace the bad habit with a good habit. I see it's about time to wrap the show up. So, yeah. I mean, I think we could talk for hours, it seems like. I would love <laughs> to have you back at some point if you're interested. I'm always I really, open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels really great. 
The one question I always end the show with is what three things do you want people to take away from the show to get them started or to continue on their road to personal development? Okay. I'm going to have three things to share, but I thought a little bit about this because I mentioned it and I, and I used my intuition to pop it up. He said, if they want to change their life, choose one action, one action that they're going to work on, find the motivation. That's one thing. Number two is start your day in gratitude. That's the reframing the day. Make sure you choose how you're going to look at your day. No matter what happens during the day, and there's lots of stuff that happens that is out of your control, but start the day thinking about what you want to have happen. And at the end of the day, that's number three, finish it in gratitude. Be grateful for what it is. And it doesn't matter. You can always find something to be grateful for. Thank you. I wanted to add my three things, like I always yes, do. Please. Yes, please. So my three things are don't give up. Do mm-hmm. And it's like, if you do one thing, then don't give up on it unless you decide it's not for you and then Perfect. shift to another thing that you want to do. But don't just give up because you haven't done it for a while. Put it back on your to-do list and make it a priority. And then get help if you need it. If you're working on something and it becomes a deeper issue, you can go to a therapist, a life coach, a friend. Some You don't have to necessarily pay somebody, but if you want somebody less subjective and more objective, then you might want to pay somebody. It's totally up to you. And then there are a lot of tools out there to help. And like you said, the wonder technique sounds fabulous. Look into that more. Look into whatever you've been listening about, but don't just keep listening forever without taking any action. Find something that resonates with you and then start adopting one or two things from one person and another thing from somebody else and some exercise or whatever you hear. Find that and don't stop allowing yourself to shift and because you're worth it. You deserve to make the changes that you want to make and don't let other people get in the way of those priorities. Totally agree. Great stuff. I did want to ask you about your free gifts. You said a little bit here and there about them from the website so that everybody knows how exciting that is and what they are. Yeah, actually, there's a number of gifts that I give away, and I used to actually sell them when I was at doing a lot of seminars, and then I decided to give them away. And one of them, for example, is you sign up on my website to get a copy of my newsletter. But when you get the, the, the subscription, you get 10 um, Steps for Health and Happiness. It's a little ebook with 10 steps, no fluff, just little tips and reminders. There's also a better sleeping checklist, how to get a better night's sleep. There's also a better communication checklist that you can print off if you want. You want to hang it on your wall, you can do that. There's also what I call mini motivational cards. And these are very strategic. You can print them off, cut them up, and they'll say on things like, I feel wonderful. And you can take one of those and hide it, you know, in someone you love's purse or bag, or I like to say positive lit or leave it on the bus or in a taxi. You know, what a nice thing to find a little quote, something inspirational. And they're strategically written that they're in the present tense. Mm. I feel wonderful as against I will feel wonderful. There's 16 different ones, if I remember correctly, that people get. So, and, and there's more, more surprises. There's a poster that's wonderful little quotes all together. That's all free. Someone just has to go on, you know, if they sign up and then they unsubscribe, I don't care. I'm just giving it out to the world. They're all available on my website. You'll see a link. Simple. Thank you. Also, I want to let everybody know that that all of this information will be in the show notes. There's going to be. Uh, David's thewondertechnique.com website there, as well as mine, which is the same as the name of the podcast. So it's connecttojoy.com with a number two in the middle. If you want to know more about life coaching with me, intuitive readings, or Marconics Multidimensional Energy, either to receive the energy or to become a practitioner, reach out to me, either by email or through my website. And I'm sure you can reach out to David the same way to learn more about the Wonder Technique or to sign up or his newsletter. 
And I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Everyone who's listening, as well as my guest, David Hennessy, for telling us all about the Wonder Technique and sharing his incredible insights. I've really enjoyed this. So thank you so much, David. It's been my honor. Thank you very much, Carl. And thank you for everybody that's listening. Until next week, be courageous and reach higher. And remember, transformation is a journey, not an end destination. So be kind to yourself. Just take one step at a time. Get the help you need and get out there and find your joy because you deserve it. And really, it's not as hard as you may think. Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.